And you're never going to build a strong brand if you don't do one thing every day to build your brand. Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Hello, welcome to an edition of your personal branding podcast, and I'm really excited today about my special guest, one of the top experts and gurus in the world on the subject of personal branding, in fact, one of my mentors. Today, I have with me William Aruda. William, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Bernard, for having me. William, the world knows you as the personal branding guru. Tell us more about you. <laughs> Uh, well, you, you know, uh, I tell everyone I'm a one-trick pony because uh, personal branding is the topic that I am most passionate about. And, and I will tell you that uh, it was actually in 1997 I read an article by Tom Peters, the amazing management guru. And, and in it, he said, uh, in the future, we will all need to think of ourselves as brands if we want to be successful. And I was actually working in corporate branding at IBM at the time. And that day... I read that article and I said, I'm going to start the first ever personal branding company. And so, so that was kind of, I, I owe uh, my success in personal branding to Tom Peters for coming up with the concept. Wow, wonderful. Have, have you had an interaction with him after those years? Uh, yeah, I have. I, I, uh, I reached out to him and, and um, we had a couple of, of interactions. Uh, he, uh, you know, Tom Peters, he's kind of onto new things all the time. He's, mm -hmm. he's a futurist, right? So he's always thinking about the next thing. And I was thrilled that personal branding is one of the things he thought about. And I'm one of these people where I, I, I just, um, grabbed onto that. And that's my one thing that I focus on. So, uh, um, yeah, but we, we, we did get a chance to connect and I did get an opportunity to thank him. Oh, that's wonderful. And today I'm also connecting with you. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that you're, you're passionate ab about personal branding and, and uh, you're helping to spread the word. Thank you. Now let's delve into the subject of personal branding. If you can explain from your perspective what personal brand is, the excellence, especially in this age, and what one need to do. Yeah. Well, well, let me start with what personal branding is not. The, mm. the one thing that I've learned is there are so many misconceptions about personal branding uh, that uh, for some people, they, they get a, a bad taste in their mouth when they think about it. And what personal branding is not about, it's not about self-promotion. It's not chest pounding. It's not about creating an image for the outside world. It's not about trying to be famous. Uh, what personal branding is really about, it's, it's, it's about aligning who you are with what you do and how you do it. it. It's about unearthing what makes you incredible, your unique ingredient that wouldn't be available if you weren't here and, and using that to drive success for yourself and for those around you. Uh, so there's a, a, a real uh, generosity, I think, that's connected to personal branding. And the more willing you are to share your gifts with those around you, the more they're able to carry that message on your behalf. And that's how your brand grows. So now let's delve into how do one begin to start building a brand, personal brand? Yeah. So, you know, the interesting thing is when, when people think about personal branding, they think about the sexy stuff, right? They think mm. about, I'm going to have a blog and I'm going to be on TV and I'm going to have a, a YouTube video and I'm going to write a book. Um, the, the problem is you can't do any of that until you're crystal clear about what your brand is about. So, so you need to 
dig deep into who you are and you have to say, you know, what are my values? What are my passions? Uh, what are my strengths, my superpowers, the things I do better than anyone else? Uh, what is it that I want to contribute to the world? How do I want to make that happen? How do I want to make it come alive? So the first step in the process is, is really getting clear about who you are, what makes you great, where you want to go, and distilling that into something that's really crystal clear and easy to understand. It, it's only when you know all of that that you can then start to do all those exciting things like have a blog and write a book and be on TV and all the, the fun stuff. Yeah, I would say that until one is clear about that, all the other things are just cliches. It, absolutely. And, 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 you know, you don't know what you're, this is the problem is, uh, you know, if people start out in the communicate phase, which is my second phase of the process, they, mm. they, they don't know what they need to communicate and they often don't communicate the same message over and over. So they end up wasting a lot of energy and not necessarily building a successful brand. Um, if you, if you work up front to create that clarity, to understand what your message is, to understand what it is you want people to know about you, and you integrate that into all of those communications moving forward, then every single thing you do is reinforcing and bolstering your brand rather than creating confusion and detracting from it. Mm-hmm. That's so how do you how do we begin to start communicating our brand now? Understanding being we are clear about what we what we stand for, how do we start communicating it from your yeah. steps? Yeah, so there, there are really two things you need to do. One mm-hmm. it, and I say it's show and tell, right? There's the tell piece which is really about thinking about your communications tools. Um, and, and when you're thinking about what communications tools you're going to use, you need to look at the intersection of these two things. The first is it needs to reach your target audience, right? The people who are making decisions about you, the people who influence them are the people you need to be visible to. I always say personal branding is not about being famous. It's about being selectively famous. It's about making sure that those people who need to know you know you so that you can reach your goals. So the first step is when you're choosing these communications tools, identify the tools that are going to reach your audience. But that's not enough. You you Mm -hmm. want to combine that with the tools that you love to use, right? So if, if you're definitely afraid of public speaking, don't choose that as one of your tools because you're never going to do it and you're probably not going to be great at it, right? So if you pick the things that sit at the intersection of what's going to reach your target audience and what you love to do, then you're going to be more likely to, to build that visibility. Now, now that's half the puzzle, right? That's the tell piece. The show piece is even more important, right? Because branding isn't about just going out there screaming from the rooftops about how great you are and what you're passionate about and what your point of view is. It's really about demonstrating what you tell people makes you great. So what I have my clients do is I have Mm -hmm. them look at everything they do every day and think about how they can modify the way they do it to integrate their more more of their brand into it. So uh, whether it's uh, writing reports or writing emails or having phone conversations or attending or leading meetings, you want to ask yourself, how do I take my brand and put more of it into that so that people experience my brand without me even having to talk about it? Well, that's, I think... 
people do most of your clients find a product very challenging because what platform to share how do I communicate my brand should it be an audio should it be a video should it be I think one of the most challenging parts to do with um, sharing or promoting one's brand yeah and 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 here's and I'm so glad you bring that up because this is the challenge a lot of times we're not comfortable talking about ourselves and and so what I always say is don't think about it as as talking about yourself. Always think about your communications as a way of delivering value to others. So how mm. can you take your point of view, right? And that's what brands are about. You're having a point of view, right? There are lots of people who do what we do, right? Uh, but what, what you need to do is have that unique point of view and make it visible and make it valuable to others. So if everything you do, when I, when I write, a, I uh, have a column at Forbes on personal branding. And for every piece that I write for Forbes, I ask myself, is this giving value to the reader? Will the reader at the end of this say, I'm so glad I invested my time in reading this piece? And, and if the answer to that is yes, then I will, I will, um, get it up at Forbes. If the answer is no, then I think, what do I need to add to it? Do I need to add some examples? Do I need to add a little step by step process? Do I need to, uh, provide other resources people can, can access? But I think when you're able to do that, you, you, um, you feel good about what you're doing. You're expressing your point of view, and you're making other people more successful. So it's, 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 it's by communicating your unique value every now and then. Now, what what value am I communicating or sharing with my audience? Yeah, well, so here's the thing: what you're doing, right? So, so you have done all this work, right? You go out and you find these amazing people, and and you, uh, you, a lot of people I know, right? At Seth Godin and and Mitch Joel and all these these great amazing people that I, I love to talk to um, and you go out and you find them and you interview them expertly and and they share their wisdom with your audience and so it, it's an amazing thing that, that you're doing you're building your brand by um, giving value to others through your connection to these people that you're bringing on to your podcast mm -hmm. thank you for that so how do you begin to proceed from here? Having clarity, knowing what to do, sharing our brands, uh, communicating. What are the other things to do to beef up our brands? Yeah, well, so so one thing I will tell you that, that's really important is to plan the whole thing out. So oh. uh, you won't you won't really make things happen unless you have a plan for the year. So every year at the beginning of, of my year and with all of the clients I work with, we put together their media plan for the year and we say, you know, what do you want to talk about when and what tools do we want to use and how do we map that out and integrate it into your calendar? Because if it doesn't get integrated into your calendar, it's never going to happen. We always have more things on our do list than time to do them. So you need to make the time and you need to actually think of every personal branding activity as as important as all of those other things that are on your do list, right? So, um, mm. so putting that plan together is key. And I will tell you one really powerful tool that we all have available to us right now is the web and making sure that social is a part of your branding strategy is absolutely critical. This this is the opportunity to reach many, many, many more people than you could possibly connect with in the real world and to be able to amplify your message everywhere. Look look at look at us. We're we're on two different continents, right? And we're having mm. this conversation and the people listening maybe from five continents. So um so being able to do things socially with social branding I think is key. 
Great. One of the challenges or questions occasionally I get of people access, how do one begin to recover from a, a personal branding blunder or lost, uh, especially as celebrities or, or politicians, they messed up. How do they begin to rock up, recover from that loss? Yeah. Well, uh, so, so I think the good news is um, unless you do something that's really egregious, that's completely counter to what your brand is about, you can recover. Um, if you do something that is counter to what you tell people your brand is about, it will be really, really hard. So, for example, I don't know if you remember, um, there was a, a musical group called Millie Vanilli. Do you remember them, Bernard? Uh, no, no. <laughs> so, so maybe I'm dating myself here. Um, but they actually, I believe it was in the 90s, they won um, Best Music Group. And they were they were incredible and everyone loved them. And they were great. And then we learned after they won that award that they can't sing. They were actually lip syncing the music. And because they were violating what their brand was all about, they disappeared forever and we've never heard from them again. Right. Hmm. So if you do something that's completely counter to your brand, there's a, um, a brand in the U.S. I don't know if you know this brand, Bernardo, a woman named Martha Stewart. Have you heard of her? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I heard her name. She's she's a, a what we call America's domestic diva. She's all about cooking and homemaking and um, yeah. gardening and and that's what she's built a huge empire in the U.S. about. Um, she actually did a bad stock deal and went to jail. And when she emerged from jail, she was even more popular than when she that. went to jail. And the reason is she didn't violate her brand promise. We did. Mm. connect with her because we thought that she was ethical in her stock dealings. We connected with her because we loved that she was the domestic diva and we knew that she could do, she could make her own recipes and she could make the most amazing house. And, and so because she didn't violate what her brand was all about, we liked her. Now, if we found out that she didn't write her own recipes and she didn't know how to cook, she would disappear forever. So, so the message mm-hmm. here is that, that even if you make a little slip up in your brand, um, you can recover from it unless it's in direct violation of what you tell people your brand is about. Now, when you do slip up, um, the first thing you need to do is take ownership of it. And, and I think that that's, uh, it's a hard thing to do, but to really get out there immediately and say, listen, you know, here's what happened. Um, I really regret it. I'm moving forward. Um, here's how I'm going to rectify it. And then do all the great things you do 10 times as much of them, right? Um, and then they're going to be able to drown, to drown that out. And, and so I think a lot of people worry about it, but I, I do think if, if you're really honest about it, if you make a plan to recover from it and it's not in direct violation of what your brand is all about, you'll be fine. It's the most important about your keeping your brand promise to your audience that is in the midst of all that, that that's what you stand for and they know you that you're not faking it throughout the process. Exactly. Uh, it, it's, it's, you know what, and, and it's actually easy because if you do that first step in the process where you figure out what your brand is, it's pretty easy to keep your brand promise because, because it, it's you, right? It, it's, it's your best self and it's living that every day. So, um, it's, it's only when you create a brand that's not really consistent with who you are that it's pretty hard to live up to it every day because every day it's like wearing a mask. <laughs> So what does the future hold for, for those of, who, are, 
people are thinking. People think of uh, brands or personal brands are not so much important in this age. They don't think they, they, they really need to consider on their brands. What advice do you have for them? Here's the thing. Um, what brands do is they give us choice, right? If you go to the grocery store mm-hmm. and you walk in the cereal aisle, the breakfast cereal aisle, there are lots of different options to choose from. And, and you pick the one that you have some kind of connection to. It's really the same for each of us. There, there are no jobs in the world where there's only one person who can do it. And so we are mm-hmm. always competing with others. And if we want to be chosen, if we want the opportunities, if we want people to pay us more, if we want people to go out of their way to find us, to work with us, uh, regardless of what it is that we do, we need to build our brands because we need to make that choice really clear to others, right? And we want them to say, you know what? There are many people who can do this, but I only want to work with Bernard because this is what he's about. I really think he's incredible and I'm willing to, to pay a premium to work with him. I'm willing to tell everyone I know how much I love working with him, right? And that's what we want people to do. If, if you, so for those of you, the listeners who are out there, if you think of yourself as your job title, you are a commodity. You're not a brand. You're replaceable by anybody else who has that job title. It, when you start thinking about yourself as that unique ingredient that, that you offer, the unique experience that you create for others, that's when you're thinking about yourself as a brand, and that, that's when you start attracting opportunities to you. That, that's an interesting perspective. And what does the future hold for brands, uh, personal brands? What, what are we likely to see in the years ahead concerning individual brands? Yeah, well, there's a few things that are happening. One, um, uh, let's go back to the virtual piece that I referenced earlier. Uh, what is mm. absolutely critical is, is and you had Mitch Joel on, and, and, and I just absolutely adore Mitch. And he has a concept in his new book, mm. um, which is called Control Alt Delete. And the Control concept mm. is digital first. And essentially what digital first means as it relates to personal branding is people are meeting us first online before they ever meet us in person. They are Googling us before they meet us. And so our first impression is digital. And that means if your online brand is not consistent with who you are in the real world, you're creating some problems. First of all, people may not want to meet you in person because they didn't like what they saw online. And second, if, if they did meet you after having uh, viewed your profile online, they may get a different message or think that you're someone different from the person that they Googled. So one of the key things moving forward is for everyone to make sure that their virtual world brand is consistent with their real world brand, right? It, it's, it's make sure that when somebody meets you online and then they meet you in person, they're, you're reinforcing what they learned rather than creating confusion for them about who you really are. So, so online is critical. And, and let me tell you, Bernard, the number one tool for online branding right now is LinkedIn. Um, and, and LinkedIn, because, first of all, it's often where people go when they want to learn about people, especially in a professional setting. And even if they don't start out at LinkedIn, when you Google someone, their LinkedIn profile, because LinkedIn is such a popular site, usually shows up in one of the top positions. So even if they start at Google, they'll end up at LinkedIn. So I think this is good news for everyone. It means if you have one thing to focus on, 
build a stellar LinkedIn profile that's reflective of who you are in the real world and keep it up to date. Then you have one tool that you know is helping to build your brand, and you don't even know who's coming to find you, but you're going to attract the right people with it. William, what would be your tips or advice to people who want to start out branding themselves digitally now? What, what are the steps? You mentioned LinkedIn is one of the most powerful uh, social tools to use to position yourself now. What are things that you advise one hearing you today for the first time want to pay critical attention to his or her personal brand? What do I need to do? Understand what I really stand for? How do I need to communicate my brand? Yeah, now? great question, Bernard. And I'll tell you the first thing to start with is an online, what I call a 3D brand bio. Uh, you you want to be able to make sure that you can write a bio that is very consistent with who you are in the real world. And that means not just a list of credentials. Most bios are really boring and they just, you know, they're just credential, 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 credential. I graduated from this school and And what you want to do is integrate your personality into the content and the way it's written so that when I read that bio, I get an impression of who you really are. And that bio is going to be your LinkedIn summary. You're going to use that if you write blogs. You're going to use a piece of it as your byline. It's going to be good if you have your own personal website. If you have a company intranet, you're going to use that bio. So it's probably the most important tool for you to be using. And if you want to really – so let me really get out there – uh, Bernard, if you really want to do something that's going to help you stand out, that's really going to get people to connect with you emotionally and that you're going to be able to use online, a video version of your bio. Mm. A video is the tool to allow people to create a true emotional connection with you. You don't have just words. and We, all, we know that words only account for 7% of a communication. The rest is intonation and tone of voice and body language and surroundings. So if, if you think about how powerful video can be to deliver a complete communication, if someone meets you online and they click on a video and there you are talking about what you're passionate about, what you love to do. And yeah, so if you're going to focus on one thing, focus on your bio and create a 3D brand bio, a 3D brand bio is not just a list of credentials strung together in prose form. A 3D brand bio is you when you aren't there. So you have to inject your personality and your passions and your interests into it so that when somebody reads it, they get a real opportunity to connect with you. And they want to connect with you, right? We don't want to connect with credentials. We want to connect with people, with people that have human traits and characteristics. So don't be uncomfortable letting people know who you really are and what you're passionate about. And, you know, if you're funny, make it funny. If you're really organized and structured, make it really organized and structured. Just let me know what you're about, not just what you've done. So the morning recommendation is go video bio. And, and a video bio, yeah. Now, so video is video is the opportunity to stand out. It's the opportunity to deliver a complete communication, to create emotional connections, uh, to stand out from everybody else who's writing a bio with words. When you use video, you, you really capture the attention of the viewer. And we know that people love to watch video. In fact, YouTube is the second biggest search engine on the web 
It goes Google, YouTube, and then all the rest. So people love video. A two-minute video bio letting people know who you are, what you're passionate about, uh, why they should get to know you will go a lot further than a whole 2,000 characters of a written bio. So if you're willing to try video, I think it is the tool to help you stand out and to really uh, create that human connective opportunity with viewers. William, as an expert in, in, in this field, one of the questions people mostly ask is, how do I get a job offer with my personal brand? Um, so here's the thing. Um, uh, there are right now, and, and I don't know the statistics all around the world, but I know in the U.S. where I'm based, uh, there are 11 qualified candidates for every open position. That means that there are 11 people who could do the job. And if all of those people seem the same, then it's going to be pretty hard to find the person who's right. Um, if one of those people really stands out, uh, and, and boy, you, you're so clear about who they are, that they, they, they seem more human, you really want to connect with them, um, they're going to get the job. And so, so think about it in those terms. If, if what you're creating is me too, right? It's, yep, I can do this and I've done that. Um, and, and your profile looks like everyone else's, then no one's going to get too excited about you and no one's going to go out of their way to interview you. Uh, what people want is somebody who's got something to offer, right? People want to work with people they know, like, and trust, right? Um, like and trust comes from personality and and integrating who you are into what you do. And you're not going to do that with just a series of credentials. So what I say is make everything of high quality. Make sure it's really clear what differentiates you from everyone else because that's what's going to get you hired. Uh, right now, it, it's not about uh, finding a job. It's about standing out from the other people who are also looking for a job. So, so you want to be able to be differentiated. And you want to tell people people what you do in terms of the value you create for them so it's not about what you've accomplished it's about how when you accomplish what you accomplish it delivers value for your hiring manager for the team and for the company and if you think of it in terms of that people are going to get excited about you they're going to want to interview you and give you the opportunity and that's where you clinch the deal can you give us some punchline in dare ditch and do and are, yeah. are, we are, we, are we expecting a new book from you anytime soon? Yeah, so uh, so thanks for asking about that. I do have a, a, a couple of, of books in the works. I'm on working on the manuscripts right now. The, the first one is really about social branding. How do you build your brand online and make sure it's consistent with who you are in the real world? Uh, so, so as I call it, building your brand in bits and bytes. And the, the second one is a series of books around personal branding. So um, thanks for asking about that. I'll, I will definitely keep you uh, on top of uh, their their uh, drop dates, Bernard. Um, but let me tell you really quickly about Ditch, Dare, Do. Mm. Uh, there, there are really three verbs that everybody who's interested in personal branding needs to be thinking about. Um, ditches are things that are getting in the way of your success. You need to be willing to eliminate them. Uh, it could be tolerations. It could be habits. It could be toxic people. Uh, they're the things that are preventing you from moving forward. It might be what created success for you up to this point, but it's not going to help you move forward. You need to be able to leave that behind and adopt those new things to be successful moving forward. Uh, that's a ditch. A dare 
is a risk you need to take. Uh, so I know you also had Seth on your, your program, and, and Seth said something really brilliant one day. Um, he said, being safe is risky, mm. and I couldn't agree more. Uh, we need to be willing to take calculated risks. If you're not taking a risk, you're falling behind because other people are taking risks, and those risks are turning into opportunities. So you need to think about which risks are, are most valuable to you, and you need to be willing to take them. Then the third element is do, and and this is something, uh, Bernard, I'm sure you deal with this with your clients all the time, and, and I do too, and they tell me all the time, you know what, I don't have time for personal branding. I, I have more stuff on my do list every day. I can never get to it. It's really frustrating. I never get to my personal branding activities, and you're never going to build a strong brand if you don't do one thing every day to build your brand, so mm-hmm. I say... Come up with one nine-minute activity and put it on your do list and make it the number one item, not the number 25 item on your do list, the most important thing that you're going to do for that day for your brand. It's only going to take you nine minutes, whatever you decide you're going to do, and then do it. At the end of a year, it's like spending two full weeks working on nothing but the brand called you. Wow. Amazing. I love that. Then lastly, I always ask all my guests on the show that what would be your billion advice to the world? To the world? Uh, well, you know, my advice in, uh, is be yourself. Um, I think we are, we are taught from a very young age to conform and, and to try to be something that we're not or to behave in a way that we think is acceptable. And if you look at the most successful people in the world, they're the people who don't conform. Uh, Richard Branson is one of the most successful uh, CEOs in the world. He doesn't wear a three-piece suit to work every day. He doesn't. Nothing he does is conformist. He he's willing to live his passions and his values and to be himself every day, and that's what makes him successful. And and so, uh, you know, uh, Oscar Wilde once said, "Be yourself." Be- because everyone else is already taken. And I think that is just brilliant advice. If, if you're willing to be your best self every day, you're the only person who can be that. And that's what's going to make you successful. So it means fighting that urge to conform and to comply and being willing to stand out there, knowing that maybe not everybody is going to agree with you, but typically people will respect you. Well, that's a great word there, out there. Thank you so much, William. William, how do one connect with you and all your training resources that you have with Rich and your business? Uh, let let's know how we can connect with you, your training, your workshops, and the things you have to offer. Yeah, well, they could either go to williammaruta.com or reachpersonalbranding.com or at Forbes. I have my regular column. Um, in fact, five five columns a week. Uh, I mean, a month. Uh, all on the topic of personal branding. So any of those. Uh, I, th- I think might be help that folks can uh, keep personal branding top of mind. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate your time and your insight and wisdom shared to the world. And I know the listeners will find this real insightful and actionable to work on it. Oh, thank you, Bernard. I really appreciate it. And I, I wish the best to you and to all of your listeners. Yeah, great. I want to recommend my books on Amazon for you today. Visit Amazon.com and get access to all my 15 plus books today. I recommend the latest book on personal branding that is Rebrand, the ultimate guide to personal branding. Get one today and grab a copy for someone else. That is Rebrand. The best is yours.